Greetings, everyone. Well, here we are again for another episode of round 12, um, but we have a bit of a twist today. Um, and today, uh, it gives me great pleasure to announce that uh, you have a guest host today, uh, Mr. Omar Hamilton, and I felt compelled to go ahead and welcome him out loud as I still continue to heal my body um, and take a moment of repose uh, during this uh, knee surgery uh, recovery. And uh, again, proud to give you, uh, you know, a guest host for the first time and let's see how things go. And uh, I'm sure you'll find it interesting with my man, my son, Mr. Omar Hamilton. Stand by. Hello and welcome back to Round 12, the podcast that will always be dedicated to growth, development, and motivational mastery. I am your guest host today, Omar Hamilton. I want to thank you all for joining us again today for another episode of the Round 12 podcast series. Now let's go get it. Today's topic will be focusing on managing mental health in the workplace. Um, so I'm going to discuss a few things that I have found helpful for managing mental health when going to work. Now, at the end of the day, this is not someone who's coming to you from the perspective of a human resources representative or from a psychiatrist or from someone who just wants to understand mental health a little bit better. I'm coming to you from the perspective of someone who does have to deal with some of their own mental health struggles and know the challenges of going to work every day when you aren't feeling your best or feeling up to it. So 
mainly going to be talking about some of the things that I've found helpful for managing mental health in my day-to-day and my weeks going to work, and hopefully some of these tricks and tips help for you guys as well. So to get started, I'd like to discuss the stigma around mental health problems and the feeling that some have that it is generational. It is an issue that millennials have come up with or you know, really started to focus on and wasn't an issue prior to this, but ultimately issues with mental health and struggles of you know, not feeling your best on a day-to-day basis date as far back as you know, the early ancient Greeks. Um, this is something that folks have been dealing with for centuries. However, just more recently, there's been more knowledge and dedication put into learning about mental health. So the evolution of mental illness has not been linear or progressive, but rather cyclical. Originally, mental illness was attributed to possession by evil or demonic spirits, displeasure of gods, eclipses, planetary gravitation, curses, and sin. While diagnoses were recognized as far back as the Greeks, it was not until 1883 that German psychiatrist Emil Kraepelin published a comprehensive system of psychological disorders that centered around a pattern of symptoms or syndromes, suggested of an underlying physiological cause. Other clinicians also suggested popular classification systems, but the need for a single shared system paved the way for the American Psychiatric Association's 1952 publication of the first Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, also known as the DSM. The DSM has undergone various revisions in 1968, 1980, that took into account the entire individual rather than just the specific problem behavior. Finally, the number of diagnosable disorders has tripled since its first publication in 1952, so that almost half of Americans will have a diagnosable disorder in their lifetime, contributing to the continued concern of labeling and stigmatizing mentally ill individuals. Now, with that being said, it's becoming more and more important for us to focus on how to best manage your mental health in the workplace. The fact that you know a large amount of Americans and folks across the globe are now being diagnosed with mental health disorders, companies are making it more of a priority to get people the assistance they need. However, with that said, there are some things that companies are doing well to support mental health, and there's some things that can be improved upon. So ultimately, these are just some tips and tricks that can help you best manage your mental health along with any support you may or may not be getting from your company. So I'm going to talk about some of the things that I feel are important for managing your mental health. These aren't necessarily backed by any studies, but just some personal anecdotes that I've found helpful. So one of them is support groups and resource groups. So some companies have started to create employee resource groups, which allow folks from similar backgrounds, ethnicities, you know, religions, a way for them to share their experiences with each other as well as share knowledge with the rest of the company and folks uh, who are just interested in learning a little bit more. So with that being said, it could be helpful to start a support group or a resource group for folks who are battling with mental health issues. Now, ultimately, where I find this is most helpful is that knowing you aren't alone can be really effective. Knowing that the things you're dealing with, the feelings you have, they're not made up. You're not imagining them. And there's other folks in your office 
you know, in offices across the globe that are dealing with some of the issues that you have can help relieve the burden of feeling like I have to fight through this on my own. This is something that no one else is dealing with and it helps you feel a little bit more comfortable going into work when you aren't feeling your best. Um, now, if you don't already have employee resource groups at your company, or if you don't already specifically have an employee resource groups for discussing mental illness, I recommend reaching out to your HR team uh, to find out a little bit more about what it requ would require to get that started. Now, one thing you have to be mindful of with any type of company-backed resource group, particularly around mental illness, is that the company does, at the end of the day, have to look out for themselves and make sure that anything that we are doing and that employees are doing aren't jeopardizing the company's bottom line. So if you are looking into starting a support group for mental illness, be mindful that your HR team may feel that they are responsible for reporting any dangerous discussions, anything that could potentially be dangerous to an individual or the company. Uh, it doesn't mean that they aren't willing to be supportive. However, it does mean that they are obligated to report certain things. So be mindful of that. And when discussing with your HR representative, let them know that ultimately you'd like it to be a safe space for people to express what's on their mind and don't necessarily want everything out in the open unless it's absolutely necessary. But at the end of the day, having that support group around you, especially folks that are going through some of the same battles at your job as you are, can be helpful. My next bit of advice is seeing a mental health specialist. Now, this is a little bit different for everybody. Um, you may feel that going to see a mental health specialist is a sign of weakness or a sign that you can't manage everything on your own or you can't fight your own battles. But really, all it is is getting an extra body out there to give you a different perspective and help point you in the right direction. And again, going back to letting you know you aren't alone. Some of the things you're fighting with and some of the battles that you're having on a day-to-day -day basis are valid and there's ways that we can improve it and get around it. Um, so just don't fight the battle on your own. Now, I strongly recommend going to see a therapist if you haven't already, as ultimately it can be good to talk to a third party about what you're dealing with. It's going to be a neutral voice, someone that isn't a friend, isn't a family member, isn't a loved one that is going to have a certain bias or perspective about you. Uh, this is someone who's coming to you and listening with open ears and ultimately just wants to help you succeed. Some of the common things I hear from folks when you suggest therapy is, you know, that you've gone and it didn't work or you didn't find it was helpful. And the other day, you know, a good friend of mine once told me that finding a good therapist is like dating. You have to try a couple different people. You have to be willing to explore a couple of different options until you find someone you really like. And it's not always going to be easy. Sometimes it will require multiple sessions with the same people. Sometimes it will require calling a couple of different offices, asking about specialties, asking about their styles and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, being able to go and speak to someone is extremely helpful for continuing to get better. At the end of the day as well, they'll also be able to find ways to help you improve on your mental health. And sometimes this is going to be uncomfortable. You know, a major part of therapy is that you are going to find some things that maybe you are aware of about yourself, maybe you aren't aware of about yourself, but ultimately pulling back all those layers to find things that lead you to mental illness issues and things that trigger mental illness issues um, are helpful pieces of therapy. And I think it's one of the most important things about it. So you know, at the end of the day, 
it's okay that you're going to leave a therapy session sometimes feeling uncomfortable or frustrated or angry because at the end of the day, it's all about growth and continued development into healing yourself. The other piece of why seeing a mental health specialist is important is it helps avoid helps you avoid putting all of your emotions on your friends and family. It's good to have a support system. It's good to have folks you can talk to, you can vent to, you can be yourself around. However, you also have to understand that the more that you're continuing to vent and put your issues on your loved ones is the more of a struggle you're putting on them and draining their mental energy. Uh, when you're consistently venting to your partner, telling your friends and family everything that's going on, you know, falling into these states where you maybe aren't talking, falling into these states where you're shutting yourself out and not talking to the world around you, that's when your relationships can become dangerous and that's when you can put your relationship at jeopardy. So at the end of the day, it's good to have a support system. But you also have to be mindful of their mental health. You have to be mindful that there's things that they may be dealing with as well. And it's not fair of us to put everything on your loved ones. And my third piece of advice is use your sick days for mental health issues. Don't feel as if that's something you can't do. um, Because at the end of the day, it's going to be helpful for your own recovery. Uh, One of the common struggles that folks have when it comes to taking time off work for mental illness is the stigma around it, the stigma that it's not something worth avoiding work for. But at the end of the day, you have to be willing to look at a mental illness the same as if you had the flu. Having a bad mental health day can be just as defeating, just as draining to yourself as having the flu is. You may have times where you don't feel like you can get out of bed. You may have times where you feel like you can't be productive. You can't talk to people. You can't be your best self if you were to go to work at that time. So I strongly recommend if you're having a tough mental health day, take the time to get better. Take a day off work. Don't be afraid to call in sick and say, hey, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not feeling well. I'm not feeling I can perform my best and be okay with that. Now, this is going to look differently for everybody. Depending on the relationship you have with your boss or your company culture, This may be easier for some folks and maybe harder for some folks. So that's where it may be helpful to have a conversation with your manager or your higher ups to let them know about some of the things that you're dealing with so that they have a better understanding if you are taking a day off, if you do need to step away, if you do need to take an extra break in the day to, you know, feel better or take a moment to yourself or avoid a panic attack and things of that nature. So, you know, that's just something that we all have to figure out the best method for it. But at the end of the day, Don't feel bad about feeling the need to take a mental health day. Don't feel like you are letting the company down or you are letting your coworkers down. At the end of the day, you're doing yourself and them a disservice by trying to come into work and fight through something that you know you're not doing well with. Trying to fight through and pretend you're okay when realistically you know you're not. So, you know, with that being said, and this is a challenge, so... You know, I understand that this is not something we all can always do when we're having a mental, a rough mental health day. But at the end of the day, you know, if you are taking a day off of work or of, away from school, whatever the case may be, try to be productive with that time. Uh, this doesn't mean that you necessarily have to put in all the time to studying or working on a project or anything like that. When I say productive, mainly productive in improving your own mental health. Uh, You know, if you haven't already, schedule an appointment with a therapist or with a psychiatrist. 
find activities you enjoy, whether that be drawing, reading, you know, a movie that makes you happy. Find little things like that that you can enjoy, that you enjoy, that can help relieve the tension or the negative thoughts that you're having. Um, some things to avoid is staying in bed all day. Now, this is one of the bigger challenges you may have with you know falling into a depressive state or whatever whatever your you know struggle may be. But staying in bed all day, binging on Netflix, not eating, not going outside, things like that can make your overall mental health worse. So if you're taking a day off to get better, you know try to do things that are actually going to help improve your mental health. Try to avoid just laying in bed if you can help it. Um, things that can help is going to the gym. You know, if you're not up to going to the gym or, you know, being in the gym makes you nervous, go on a walk. Take a walk around your neighborhood. If you have a park nearby, a beach, a trail, being outside and getting sunlight can be a drastic help. Um, the other thing is try to avoid unhealthy and really fatty foods. Um, these bad foods can ultimately make things worse for you. That little bit of serotonin, that little bit of joy you feel when you first bite into the burger ultimately isn't going to last long. You know, you're going to finish that meal and sometimes feel worse than you would have if you were to have maybe a salad that day or a smoothie or something of that nature. So when it comes to taking this day off work, uh, my advice is to find things that can help you improve on your own mental health and avoid things that are going to make it worse, like laying in bed too much, having unhealthy foods, um, isolating yourself and things like that. These are just some of the things that I do to manage you know, my day-to-day -day at work. Some things, things may help for you with school as well. Um, but ultimately, if you know you are fighting something, if you're struggling with something, I strongly recommend getting help. It may be uncomfortable at first, but in the long run, it's worth it because at the end of the day, you know, it's a lifelong battle. Um, dealing with mental illness is not something that just wears off over time. There's no magic uh, pill that you can take for it. There's no magic trick that you can do to just completely heal yourself. It's a continuous battle and you just have to be willing to continue the fight. So um, I want to thank you all for joining us again today for another episode of Round 12. And uh, thank you guys for letting me in and be a guest host today. I hope some of the things we talked about are helpful. Um, and to get us out of here, may you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. May the worst days of your future be like the best days of your past. And may you continue to answer life's bell every time. Until we meet again, time.